Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Disby Insurance Intelligence Podcast, an official podcast of the D.C. Department of Insurance, Securities, and Banking. I'm Chief Communications Officer Art Swift, and I'm here with Associate Commissioner for Insurance, Philip Barlow. Welcome, Phil. Thank you, Art. It's good to be here. Today, we're going to talk about life insurance, why you should consider having it, and how to obtain it. But first, I'd like to ask you, Phil, to tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do for DISB? So I'm the Associate Commissioner for Insurance, as you mentioned, which means I oversee all of the traditional insurance functions in the department, which includes things like uh, licensing the companies and the people who sell insurance, uh, approving the rates and forms for plans sold here, monitoring the companies for financial solvency, and things like that. Very good. Very good. Well, I'm glad you're here. What is life insurance and why should people consider getting it? So life insurance is insurance that pays upon the death of a person. So maybe it should be called death insurance, but it's that it has a downer sense to it. But, um, but life insurance is, uh, is really intended to, uh, uh, address the financial impact of the death of the insured. So there are several reasons why people may purchase life insurance. Uh, you know, a big one would be if there are uh, family members who are supporting the family through their earnings, uh, then you might want to have insurance in case one or more of the uh, of those people dies so that you can continue to have a uh, lifestyle uh, approaching what you had when when you had the person there. Uh, you could also, life insurance is also important to help address uh, end-of-life expenses. You know, there may be funeral costs and things like that that you want to cover, and insurance is a good way to, uh, to take care of those things. And for some people, uh, insurance is a very important tool uh, generally speaking, for estate planning purposes, to help uh, after they die to make sure there is a uh, there is a appropriate resources to manage the transfer of their estate to their heirs. Makes sense. Appreciate that explanation. Tell me then, what is term insurance? So, term insurance is one of the types of life insurance. It, uh, as the name implies. Term insurance provides insurance for a specific term. Uh, so typically what you will see these days are term insurance policies may be a 10-year level term, 20-year level term, 30-year level term, which would mean that they provide uh, insurance coverage for that period of time with a level premium over that period. Uh, and uh, and then, but with term insurance, there is no buildup of cash value. Uh, the, if you stop the coverage, you get nothing back from the policy. Uh, so they are. It's very good for certain needs. Uh, term insurance tends to be the cheapest alternative for uh, for purchasing life insurance. So if that fits your needs, then then that's a good way to do it. Uh, typically, when the term ends for the policy, 
you can renew the policy, but the costs for renewing a term policy are tend to be very expensive. So uh, you should not really consider uh, the an extension of the term policy beyond the initial term. Hmm. Is that activated as well upon a person's death? Term insurance pays, right. Term insurance pays upon the death of the, the insured person. Interesting. Okay. So it's uh, so one is just a, a, a different, a more limited variation of the other. That is, that is interesting and uh, also good to know. If people have questions about their insurance, where can they find answers? So that really depends on what type of questions that you have. Uh, in my experience, a good life insurance agent uh, will be able to provide you a lot of information to help you decide uh, what kind of insurance you might need, uh, you know, options for getting that insurance, how best to pay for it, uh, and things like that. So. Uh, you know they can they can look at your they can help you look at your life circumstances and and help you determine based on what of the the previous kind of risks that I described you you may have uh, what how much insurance you want so so again if you're trying to figure out if you if you have questions about getting insurance that's a great place to look uh, and you know a good if if you don't have uh, a life insurance agent um, talking to uh, friends, family members, you know, to find out who they might have used to get insurance. And if that person is good, is, is a good way to do that. Uh, you can always check with us at the Department of Insurance to find out if the uh, person is appropriately licensed to sell insurance in the District of Columbia, because as I mentioned earlier, that's one of the things that we do. Um, if you're looking for, if, if you have insurance and you have a question about it or, you know, general questions, uh, you know, talking to your insurance company is good. You can also reach out to us at the Department of Insurance and we certainly have resources. Uh, we have resources on our website, but we also have staff who can help uh, answer any questions you have about, uh, about insurance. And if you're in another state, you could find the link to your state insurance department's website at naic.org, and you can then go through that. Good. Um, so once I have a policy, am I done? Uh, well, like with many things, you know, once you have a policy, you uh, you probably should continue to monitor the policy to make sure that it's still appropriate for your circumstances uh, and uh, continues to meet your needs. So many things could happen. For example, you know, you you may find out that uh, as time goes on, you need more or less insurance. You know, family circumstances change. You get married, you have children, you buy a home, you know, all of these things can affect the amount of insurance that, uh, that you, you or whoever the insured person is may want to have. And so, so it's important to, uh, it's important to, to, you know, continue to monitor those kind of things and make sure that, uh, that you, that you keep on top of it and 
see that your policy still meets your needs. Uh, there are also a lot of uh, uh, ancillary benefits that can be available in your insurance policy, and it's important to understand what those are so that if there's a uh, if if circumstances arise and you can exercise some of those benefits then then you may want to do that as well so it so yeah it's it's not you shouldn't just buy a life insurance policy and stick it in a drawer and forget it <laughs> well that is good to know then absolutely can you talk a little bit about beneficiaries on a life insurance policy sure uh beneficiaries are the people who will um, get the proceeds from the insurance policy after the death of the insured person. So that's a very important part of the policy. And, and you know, it's something that needs careful consideration. You know, it, you, it may seem obvious who you want to have as your beneficiary, but, uh, but even the way you identify the beneficiary uh, may be... Uh, and it takes some thought. So, for example, you could say, you know, I, I want John T. Smith to be my beneficiary if that's your spouse, you know. And uh, but maybe as you go along, uh, you you wind up at some future time with a different spouse, mm. and you may want that person to be your beneficiary. But if but if you still have uh, John T. Smith listed as your beneficiary, then then they would remain. The beneficiary. So, uh, you know, if you if you wanted to name, for example, your children as your beneficiary, if you identified children by name, then that works well, uh, unless you have additional children or something like that. So, you know, it's a it's a it's a key part of it. You you generally can name both a primary beneficiary and contingent beneficiaries. So the primary beneficiary would be the first person to, to or people. It doesn't have to be one person to uh, to get the proceeds. Uh, and then should that person uh, predecease the insured, then then the contingent beneficiaries would uh, would come into play. So mm. so so just like everything else with life insurance, you know, it, it can be. A little bit technical to make sure you get it right, but again, a good uh, life insurance agent uh, can help you uh, can help you address all of those questions as you are setting up your insurance policy. Okay, so let's go through this kind of rapidly. I'm curious about naming beneficiaries. Like, let's start with your spouse. How would you go about that? Well, again, I, I think there you can either you can either name the person individually, specifically by name. You can say, you know, I want my beneficiary to be my spouse. Uh, there are there are various ways, you know, there are various ways that you can do it. Um, it's I mean, spouse is a pretty straightforward one, you know. You uh, so you. But you, you would very likely want to name the person specifically. But again, if you did that, you would need to monitor it. Um, should, should you change spouses or no longer have a spouse? That's you know, right. you want to make sure that you have, uh, that, that you have uh, an appropriate beneficiary for your policy. And what if you wanted to name your children? 
Um, so again, this it, it gets uh, it gets kind of technical on some of these things. Uh, you know, as I said earlier, you could say, you know, I want I want my beneficiaries to be my children. Uh, it really would be it really would be helpful if you kind of identified your children uh, specifically and identified the uh, the portion of the uh, the portion of the benefit that should go to each beneficiary, whether it's a child or anybody else. Uh, it's also important to understand, again, what happens if, uh, if should one of your beneficiaries, again, predecease uh, the insured, then uh, how the, uh, how you identify your beneficiary can impact whether, uh, whether the benefits pass on to their heirs or or go to the other beneficiaries. So now what about what about this scenario? What if you wanted to name minor children, those under 18 to be a beneficiary? Can you even do that? Uh, well, you so typically uh, insurance companies do not like to pay benefits to minor children. Uh, you know, so usually, if the beneficiary is a minor child, uh, then then uh, most likely it would be set up uh, with a trust or something like that in the name of the minor child until that child reaches uh, an appropriate age. So that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. And it sounds like I think I know the answer to this. You could change your beneficiaries at any time, right? Well, the owner of the insurance policy can change the beneficiary. So when you say you, you know, it depends on what your role is in the policy. The owner of the policy is typically the person who initiates the purchase of the policy. Uh, many times they are the person who is paying the premiums for the policy, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. But there will be an owner identified on the policy and that person really controls the ability to uh, to to make changes to the policy including uh the naming of beneficiaries so excellent excellent that's very valuable information you are um providing us with a great service this this podcast and i want to just mention that this is the disby insurance intelligence podcast I am Art Swift, your host, and I am joined by Philip Barlow, Associate Commissioner for Insurance at the Department of Insurance, Securities, and Banking. Let's just say a year from now, I may not recall which company I have life insurance through. How do I locate the company that services my life insurance policy? Well, I would say if you've forgotten your insurance company within a year, that's uh, that's on you. But uh, but you know, one of the things about life insurance policies is that they can last a really long time, and there are a lot of changes in the insurance industry that happen. So, for me, for example, uh, my life insurance policy, the company changed names, and then they were acquired by a different company, and so the changed names yet again. Um, so, you know, there are, so it, it can be confusing, um, to, to find, uh, to find information about, uh, the insurance company that has your policy or maybe even a policy on, 
on a relative that you you know you find um, that you find information that they had a policy or even think they had a policy and you know there are ways uh, so there are certainly ways to find out about uh, life insurance policies if you if you are having trouble tracking down uh, whether there was a policy and who who currently uh, is managing that policy. Uh, one thing you can do is, you know, the, the best thing to do is find any information you can uh, that identifies there is a life insurance policy. So, you know, it, it, I mean, it could be the policy itself, which might have the name of the company when the policy was originally issued. You know, you might find a, uh, a premium payment, you know, who, who did you make the check out to or who was the check made out to, you know, anything that you can find that identifies a company, then once you have a company name, you know, uh, I would say the best thing to do is contact your local state insurance department mm. and provide them with that information and they can help you track down uh, where the company what happened to that company? If the company still exists, they can point you to where that company is. If the company has changed, has been acquired, or you know merged with another company or something like that, uh, they can help you track that down too. So you can find the company that currently controls the uh, the insurance policy. Um, if you think that there is there the you know you know a relative, for example, tells you you know I've got an insurance policy. So don't you worry about it, and you can't find any record of that at all. There's still something you can do to uh, to try to track down if if there was a um, if there was a life insurance policy in force on that person, and that for that you can go to our website, and we have a we have a place on our website where you can put in some information about uh, about the person you, know, you you would have to know their um, their date of death uh, you have to know their social security number I believe and some other information and uh, and you can fill in some information and a search will be done of all of of most of the life insurance companies operating in the United States and they will all search their records to determine if they had a policy on that individual, and if so, they would uh, they would let you know. So mm. that's that's uh, that's a service that uh, that all state insurance or departments provide. So you know if you, if you're not in the district, you can go to where your local state insurance department and find that information as well. And Philip mentioned our website, which again is disb.dc.gov. Or you can always call us at 202-727-8000. One thing I've been curious about is, is it, are there instances where after someone passes on, insurance companies are reluctant or or just refuse to pay benefits? Does that happen? Um, Well, so... You know that's that's something that happens more on TV than in real life, I think. Uh, but there are circumstances where a life insurance policy would not be paid uh, if, uh, if for example, uh, the the insured uh, commits suicide. Generally, within two years of purchasing a policy, uh, then the the 
the benefit would not be paid the premiums would be refunded in that case but uh, but you know that's that's to help eliminate the incentive for people to buy insurance yeah uh, you know that, mm -hmm. so there's there's a public policy purpose for that uh, another reason why an insurance company might uh, pause on paying a claim is if again if if there is uh, if they identified that there is fraud in in the application for the policy and the policy was issued relatively recently uh, then they might they might have uh, an objection to paying a claim um, and you know other things might affect the amount of the claim for example if the age of the insured was reported wrong on the initial policy and they, they find out that they might adjust the benefits to what they would be uh, for the actual age of the person things like that uh, and again these things happen very rarely um, but uh, but you know if you if anybody has an issue with a uh, with a claim a life insurance claim being paid uh, the best thing to do is to reach out to your state insurance department uh, because uh, all state insurance departments, just like our department, have staff that are specifically uh, focused on helping address, uh, helping consumers address uh, issues that they may have with their insurance company. So, and that's you know that's the kind of thing that uh, that we can that we can help if if there is a uh, if there is an issue with getting a claim paid. Absolutely. And and I think you, you've touched upon it before, but just to wind up here, life insurance is very beneficial for funeral expenses, correct? Uh, yeah, it can be. I mean, it's a, it's a good way to, uh, to plan for, you know, a funeral. One of the things about using insurance to cover some of those costs is if you have your life insurance policy, if your beneficiary is an individual rather than, for example, your estate, uh, the the proceeds from the life insurance policy would fall outside of any uh, probate issues after your death. So the money could be readily available. You know, so so not only does it help cash flow wise you know that uh, but if you know you you may have you may have plenty of money in your estate to take care of those those expenses but they could they could wind up getting caught up in uh, in resolving your estate before they could be made available so life insurance is a good way to uh, to address that uh, as long as you as long as you again design the policy right you know designate the beneficiary properly um, you can do that, and and not only not only will it come, you know, without uh, without the uh, without the probate issues, but it also uh, would be tax free to the beneficiary. So that's hmm. that's a, a Those helpful, are excellent reasons right there. That's I appreciate that. Well, I'd like to thank you, Philip Barlow, today for joining us, and I appreciate your time and all the great information you've shared. Thank you very much. And I also should mention in closing, the information on this podcast is for general information purposes only. 
Nothing in this podcast should be taken as legal advice for any individual case or situation. You should consult an attorney, a broker, your agent, or insurer for questions about your coverage or for professional advice. This concludes our Disby podcast on life insurance. For more information about the department's services and resources, visit disb.dc.gov or call 202-727-8000. Again, that's disb.dc.gov or call 202-727-8000. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Thanks for joining us and be well. 